Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast with her, Izzy. And him, Kevin. Join us as we stumble through 20 minutes searching for the good stuff going on in the world to remind ourselves that not everything is going to shit. And here we are again, number four. Number four. I thought you were going to say nothing for the whole podcast, and I'm like, I'm on my own. He's you, on his own. You've got to learn to do with pauses. It's fine. I have got to learn to do with pauses. Just a few seconds, we all survive. So, imagine if we just went quiet now and it was a sub. People thought it was the end of the world. No, that would just be Radio 3. That would be cruel. Um, what do we have to say to people? Um, thank you for your feedback from the last podcast. It seems that people really enjoyed uh, episode three. Yeah, we've actually got feedback, and it's we've actually it's got quite, feedback, and it's quite good. Oh, I'm lost. What am I trying feedback. to say? Feedback. I think we should talk about feedback first. So, feedback sounds. We talked about sounds last week, um, and the sounds that sort of affect us, make us happy. Uh, the sounds that we like. Mine were quite unusual. Izzy's were slightly more standard. They were completely standard. But I've now thought of a non-nature version if anyone is remotely interested. Go. <laughs> probably not. I am. Time has passed. I am. I'm interested. Um, I, I really, really love the sound of a keyboard, someone typing on a keyboard. And okay. the older the keyboard, the better. So Ooh, like more the clicky, clacky. the buttons. Yeah. More yeah. clicky, clacky. Clicky, clacky. I love clicky, oh, clacky. See, that's interesting. So when people are at work doing that on old-fashioned keyboards, it really bugs me. I quite like a silent mm, keyboard. Yes, and because I said I hated the printer, which I definitely do, the clicky, clacky of a keyboard I really like. There we go. Interesting. Yeah. We don't have a sound effect for a clicking, clacking keyboard because mine's really quiet on my laptop. So we gave out our email address. No one emailed us. Thank you, because it means I don't have to reply to anybody. But our email address, if anybody does want it, is hello at goodstuffpodcast.co.uk. Hello at goodstuffpodcast.co.uk. But don't email. He doesn't want you to. No, don't bother emailing me. <laughs> Uh, unless you have something nice to say. Um, Izzy, what's our Instagram page, as you did so well last time? Go. Oh, God. Uh, the underscore gods. <laughs> I can't say Every oh, time. I, I, she'll ask me to take that out, but I may leave it in. Go. <laughs> the underscore good underscore stuff underscore podcast. Why did it have to be so long? We should have a competition so you can say it the fastest. Oh, the underscore good underscore stuff underscore podcast. Oh my, it's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a tongue tingler. Is that the right word? No. No, tongue tickler. Tongue tickler. No, tongue tingler. <laughs> tongue. That's something entirely different. Um, and and <laughs> for that. I, I do feel like we need a fanfare here, so I might... Should we have a fanfare? Let's do it. No, let's go... We have, oh, very good. That's very good. We have a TikTok page. I mean, who knew that two 40 year olds could have a TikTok page? The Um yes. We have cracked it. Oh, my God. So um, <laughs> we think you need both of these or either of these or one of them. <laughs> who knows? Uh, our username is at TGS Podcast, at TGS Podcast. And our nickname is The Good Stuff Podcast. If you do anything on TikTok and you want to hashtag us, we also have the hashtag, uh, hashtag TGS podcast which kevin is massively excited about yes. no one on tiktok has got hashtag tgs podcast. but they will now we said that they'll all flood it with a load of Absolutely. rubbish yeah and actually it's we should take a poll about how many of our listeners even have tiktok so i reckon it's me well i only recently got it because you said you I only discovered what it was so would you like to tell it's us fun. some of the sounds that your family we won't we won't go into depth here because we know we might be talking about something entirely <laughs> different um <laughs> Tell so, us some of the sounds that your family came this, back with. All of these sounds from people far and wide, aka my family. So, um, my brother, you will get an idea of what he's like. Uh, his favourite sounds are tennis balls opening, walking on snow, and clean wave breaking. Sorry, listeners. Tennis ball opening. Aren't they sealed? 
Yes. Oh, you mean a tin that's the whole of point. tennis balls? Yeah. The, 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 I thought you meant when they split. Zone. I thought you meant when the tennis ball splits. No. Yes. So he sorry. Wasn't very, to be very specific. Very, yeah, sorry to be a pedant. It is the opening of the. Ah, so not can. the plastic lid, the silver foil. Which bit does he? No, like? no, no. It's like a can. Uh, where where you you know like with baked beans. Well, that was quite good. Sort of like that, only it, it fizzes a little. So bit. similar to my Tupperware. Probably. Thank you. But there's another weirdo in the world. The other brother pointed out it's also the smell because the smell of new tennis balls is okay we weren't thing. doing smells though but okay no well it's just why i didn't talk about books actually because i love the sound of books closing but i think it's also this smell musty, of them. musty smell so that's why i didn't include those ones in mine and then um yes again you'll get an idea of my well could be my sister she said baby giggling sea and purring cat or the Good very specific choice. greeting noise that Good her choice. Cat gets her. Anybody else from your possible family? Uh, possibly. Possibly my mother. Possibly. Um, gave loads. She said, storms outside, water, love silence too, crackling fire. It's not just to dig at you. Rust- <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely not. Uh, rustling leaves, birdsong, brackets, not crows. So quite specific there. Yeah, yeah. And also very specific, I think, so you can tell that, you know, she's had her children. The birds um, sit to cut on. Do crows sing or do they just call? No, they call. Yeah. They're quite loud. Yeah. Uh, murder. Yes, Murder. yes. Allegedly. I was a oh, crow, actually, in Wizard of Oz. Murder. Not the film. That would make me really old. An Amdram production. I was a crow. You were a crow. And that's a core. I, I made it. Anyway, carry on. You really did. I did. Uh, the very last thing she said was children's playground, brackets from a distance. As you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> so not. Like children, but not, not in the playground. <laughs> yeah. For them to be that near. So, yes. Again, so like a muffled background sound. Like we were saying. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. And now I have a few, none of which are from my family, um, but they show uh, they are from my friends who I've renamed just because I thought it was quite funny. So we've got three here from Jean. Um, hers were morning birdsong, a thunderstorm, and the distant sound of a school playground. Oh, no, that's, exactly, that's quite that. similar. Yeah, no. So we are all pretty. Yeah, yeah that's quite good. I quite like that. Nothing um, about any of us. And, and, and I... I've just seen the word spag bol and garlic bread. Yes, I that's what I thought. <laughs> I don't think that's... that's a request for me <laughs> to cook for quite her. quite a sound, is no, it? No, no. Um, um, and I did have some others, so I just have to whiz through them whilst Izzy Well, meanwhile, you. you can hear another sound, which is nice. Yes, we heard that last week. We heard that in our teaser trailer. Well, this is a real one. This is an actual coke anyway, can anybody can. can anybody gather that we're padding at this point? Because we haven't prepared a huge amount. Um, but we... Did get some feedback. People saying uh, we love the random finger of good news. One of my friends also gave which us a jingle, which was really sweet, mm-hmm. which we may introduce at some point. Um, but I think I quite like me just singing the jingle. Who week. doesn't love you singing the jingle? No answers on any. I'm all when I do need to do a little song. Okay, that has been a long time coming. Go. We're not right. Oh, I see. Okay, it's got to be impromptu. So we thought about the idea of, for this podcast uh podcast is it? podcast um talking about reasons to be hopeful and but then we drew a bit of a blank yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we rifled so through papers a really good and idea, books. but we don't know what we're going to yeah so i suppose i said to izzy that there are times and if we're all going to be realistic obviously this is the good stuff podcast but there are times when we all feel pretty flat uh pretty exhausted pretty run down sometimes quite sort of overwhelmed with stuff going on in the world. And mid-January is a very oh, key time for that. Yeah, which is when, what, well, this is coming out on the 14th, so... No, it's not. It's coming out on the 18th. 18th, yes. We decided I'm not good at maths. That's <laughs> Remember, right. four yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus. 14 plus four. I told you I'm scared. So it's coming out on the 18th, which is mid-Jan. And as Izzy said, it's a pretty low point because we've had all the build-up of Christmas. 
I mean, most people love Christmas. A lot of people find it quite tricky. Um, but, you know, it is a build-up nonetheless, even if you don't No, the weather's it. normally rubbish. Yeah. You don't get to have your Christmas lights up anymore, which, by the way, I don't do. I stick till Candlemas. When's that? Which is on the 2nd of February. Nice. I think maybe people are walking past her house going, is she okay? Should we send someone in to check on her? <laughs> I'm absolutely sticking She's still with got lights. her Christmas lights up. So anyway, most people have taken them down, so that's not nice. At least they're internal Christmas lights. I think I'd be a bit annoyed if they were those external ones oh, that are no, plastered on people's houses. The wreath all lit up as well. Uh, why not? I mean, does that bring you happiness? Yes, it does. Then leave them up. You should leave them up all As year. I watch the batteries gradually drain... Maybe that's maybe people should leave them up until the batteries go flat. That's quite that's nice. That's exactly idea. what I'm doing. So next year, leave your battery powered decorations up until the batteries die. Watch them gradually. Anyway, yes. yeah. Yeah. Let's look it up. Stay let's, hopeful. Um, She's reverting to the yes. bad stuff, the dark um, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So reasons to be hopeful. So I um, will often sit at home alone because I live on my own, and it is difficult sometimes to not absorb we talked about this since the previous three podcasts not to absorb bad news not to just constantly hear miserable stories and obviously you can come and listen to us for 20 minutes whether or not you get anything out of it i don't know but we hope you do um but i started to do a bit of googling uh, but reasons to be hopeful and um there was all sorts of stuff that came up and i think again it's just giving us a balanced view of life and the world because we are constantly really being told that things mm-hmm. aren't good you know, cost of living, health, the NHS, striking, public transport. It's all pretty grim, right? Mm. Um, and again, I think we don't have a very good balance. So there is all sorts of websites out there that you can visit, which will give you some facts about how things are improving as far as sort of world poverty is concerned. Yeah, maybe by next week I might have actually found some reasons to be which, No, because there was a really good one, which... Um, which was basically a load of quizzes where it challenged what you thought was going on in the world. So, for example, you know, what do you think? Oh, uh, what do you think about employment? Are employment rates going up or are they going down? And they give you like specific numbers where you have to work out, you know, which one, what, what bit, what variable things on there. There's something to do with the climate change, which obviously is not great, but the whole point of it is that actually it's not as bad as we think it is. We will probably all assume that everything is getting... We all tend to err on the side of things being bad. And one of the things I read was this. So talking about reasons to be hopeful, this is what somebody said about hope. How we perceive the future can greatly affect how we feel in the present. Even a currently positive situation is hard to bear when we know the future will be grim. I think that's interesting because that goes to what we were talking about, how we constantly are being fed this news that things are bad everything is getting worse people that are studying it and psychologists would probably say that's to do with consumerism because if you keep people miserable and fearful they're more likely to want to buy things and fill their houses well that is dark isn't it? places with stuff yeah but true but we i just i thought that was quite an interesting quote which i'll put up on instagram um because i think if we don't see something coming up in the future that we have something to look forward to or we don't feel like the changes that we're making in our lives, be that for the planet or for to help other people, if we don't feel like they're having a positive impact, we don't see an outcome of that that action, we tend to just give up. So I suppose hope could be described as looking forward and believing that something can be better than it is, and also seeing the fruits of your actions, I suppose. Is that, mm. is that, would that be a, a lot of people also say that actually just blind hope is the best thing too. 
Uh, and that's the thing that drives everyone forward, even though despite all odds, it's all looking a bit shit. We're allowed to say this because that's what's in the title. Um, but yeah, the blind hope is actually the better thing. So, and I, there was another piece of this um, that I was looking up about the study on hope. And there was a chap called Rick Snyder that in 2002, I assume he's a psychologist of some sort. According to Snyder, hopeful people are those who are persistent and creative in pursuing their goals. Um, and I suppose one of my goals was to set up a podcast. And it has given me quite a lot of hope, the fact that we have persisted with it. Um, and we're working hard at sort of putting content out there that hopefully people want to listen to. Um, they seem to be responding well to it. But it is quite difficult. I've had a few sort of moments where I've thought, I've wondered whether people are interested in should I stop. But having something which is diarised, and I know that every week we have to record and every other week we have to release, it's giving me a sort of perspective into the future. And it's giving me something to work towards. It's like a goal. And so I suppose that's equally why people, when they're not working, will often say they find it very difficult to get up in the morning and be hopeful and get quite depressed. So that's why I would switch the word persistent with um a habit like a routine if yeah. you are routinely able to do a positive change then that will just keep on kicking in and being positive 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 i think persistent is not quite the right word because persistency can sometimes actually be a bit annoying can't you it? should there are times when you should just stop well exactly yeah, that yeah, too yeah yeah no, learning when to, to oh no i mean like you shouldn't persist with something sometimes you there, there's mm, don't you know, flog the, the world is telling you that you should yep. stop but actually that goes back to what you were saying in our first podcast which was actually when you go for a walk you like that routine you know you're it's something you do and you have a goal and whether mm. that's to avoid people <laughs> just walk on your own or whether that's to do a, a five mile walk or a 25 minute walk or whatever it is you've got a goal and you want to achieve it that day and if you haven't done it you get you said you get quite antsy yeah and part of the obviously the reason is to get outside and yes to have a bit of exercise but it's also headspace too because it's the time i don't know whether anyone finds this this is a bit of a random thing but i notice if ever i'm at work in the office <laughs> going to the loo <laughs> is a time when you have the most clarity. You've stepped away from your desk and you're not doing anything other than going to the loo. And that's when you suddenly go, oh, I forgot about this. Oh, I forgot about that. And so that's also, that's what the walk does, but better in that I can actually, I mean, sometimes I end up, you know, thinking about all sorts of not nice things on my walk, but the point is I've had time to think about them. Um, And so therefore it's a sort of, um, you know, it's, it's chewing things over which is a good thing. So I don't think we give ourselves enough time to chew things over in a way which is free of distraction. So my dad went, um, came swimming with me the uh, this week, last week, this week, this week. Um, and in the middle of swimming, he suddenly asked someone, because he had an Apple Watch, what the Wi-Fi was, what the Wi-Fi part was. In the was. middle of the I was pool. like, what? In we the are middle swimming. of the pool, that's hilarious. <laughs> what what did he ask? The wife. Did he just fake drowning? One of the many questions he asked the lifeguards was, that's what's hilarious. the wife? I'm like, this is the whole point of me going swimming. It's just not to switch to... off. Yeah. Uh, yeah what my is he doing? Replying to an email whilst doing breaststroke? Yeah, exactly. So for me, that was not the point of swimming. The point of swimming was to totally detach and just, yeah, get yourself into a... God, that is, I never mindset. even thought of that because when, when you go swimming, you tend to take everything Ooh, off, We then right? had a conversation in the car on the way back because I, I thought, well, why, why would a leisure centre even have Wi-Fi? And he was saying, well, you must for, you know, Oh, for all those poor parents all that have to, and, and all those blah, poor blah. parents have to feign interest once their but son yeah, has done three that's... whips and they have to be impressed. <laughs> no, no, we're just looking at some memes on our phone. <laughs> so I suppose a takeaway from uh, reasons to be hopeful would be uh, maintaining some uh, continuity, I suppose, and having habits. Yeah. 
because um, I know I'm not a particularly habitual person, apart from when it comes to eating custard creams, but I'm not massively <laughs> habitual. And I do think having a habit, whether that's getting up in the morning at a certain time, uh, having a certain set breakfast, sometimes people always have the same breakfast every morning, I've noticed mm-hmm. at work, um, or going for a walk at a set time in the day. I find that I'm not like that. I'm much more fluid. So people will tend to go, right, one o'clock, I'm going for a walk. 10 a.m. I have my breakfast. Uh, 6 p.m. I eat my supper. And actually, I think those people do, they're more regimented, but I do think they tend to be slightly, maybe they're slightly happier. I don't know. But so we would say, so I guess what we're saying in this is have some habit, even if it's just one, you know, start with one thing that is habitually that you do it regularly, something that's safe and sensible and right. No, no, no. Other ones, I say something that you're actually going to look forward to that you'll enjoy. Yes. And yeah. that has some yeah. sort of end goal, but don't really worry about the end goal so much as the actual enjoyment of doing it in the first place. Anyway, you were going to have your story about the necklace, and we were going to. Necklace, the Tibetan monk. Oh, sorry, in my head I was thinking, what? Am I the lady on the Titanic? The lady. The lady <laughs> likes my voice. No, I thought she meant the lady on the Titanic when she threw the necklace oh, in, the, uh, yeah. in the ocean at the end. Paint me like one of your French girls. Wearing this. <laughs> and only this. Creepy. That, not that story. No, not one. that story. Not that time I painted you like one of my French girls. Um, oh, I and I threw that massive jewel. Or you painted me like one of your French girls. <laughs> and I threw that massive jewel in the sea. And did that really weird noise at the end. Anyway, um, yes, so I heard a story, I was told a story once um, by a counsellor because I was having a tough time. And I think when we're caught, because let's be honest, if people are listening to this, they may not be feeling particularly joyful or happy or content. They might be struggling. No, no, but they might be struggling. Um, And I think it's, I think, you know, we, we all have times when we do. And I remember... I just said, I feel like I'm caught in this moment. It was shortly after my dad had died. So obviously I was going through through grief. But I said, I feel like I'm just trapped in this moment. You know, and people often talk about this sort of dark cloud or there's the Winston the Churchill talks about the black dog. And he told me this story, and I'm sure people have heard it, but it bears repeating, um, about a, a Tibetan monk who was seen um, holding onto a medallion around his neck and he'd be spinning it in his fingers. And the tourists would be walking around and doing what tourists do. And one of them had the courage to go up to him and just say, can I just ask what your what the medallion is? Because I see you spinning it regularly uh, and sort of constantly. And he says, um, well, on one side, and obviously he said it in their language, on one side it says, this will pass. And then they said, okay, but you're spinning it. And he said, yeah, on the other side, it also says this will pass. And I guess the moral of that story is that when you're going through particularly bad times, it's really important to know that it will pass. Because I think when you feel completely caught in that moment, you feel like it's never going to be any different. And then also when you're having good times, I think it's important to remember that those will pass too. Because it's unrealistic to think that you're always going to be content and happy. Um, it's a nice thing to try to achieve for and aim for. But it's also important to be realistic. Because otherwise you have a sort of fake yeah. idea of reality. Also hang on to the good stuff because it will go. We say all these things on this podcast. And I, I do try to... Um, what's live them, you know, practice what I preach. But it is hard sometimes. It is hard. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that constant reminder. So that sort of nicely takes me on to something I started near enough when we started the podcast, which is called my meh diary, not my meth diary. Uh, that's as, what um, I heard. As Izzy said, <laughs> I also have I a... I think you should share that one. I also have a meth diary. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but my meh diary is basically things that I would, would happen uh, maybe one day, two days, sometime during the week, and I would totally dismiss them as just a thing. I'd be like, oh, that was nice. Yeah, whatever. 
So, for example, um, my best friend has a, a daughter, and I found myself one day sitting at a table, two grown men and his her. daughter and her, who's three years old, three and a half years old, and we were just we were, we had plasticine, and we were all silently playing with the plasticine. We had some cutters. We had those weird things you push the plasticine through so it makes the hair so you can have a hair salon and no one was talking but it was a proper moment of mindfulness weirdly it was just uh, what i was attempting to do was i had a small piece of plasticine i was rolling it out and i was attempting to make it the length of the table which i achieved (laughs) and i wrote it down and so things like that thank you tiniest round of applause um so had you seen it you would have been impressed that sounds wrong but um <laughs> by the length of yeah by the length of my plasticine but i put it in my meh diary because i thought that's something where i would go yeah that's nice man whatever and so i think it's really important to keep one of those i don't keep a journal a lot of men tend to not keep journals i struggle to keep a journal i'm not doogie hauser those of you that are old enough will know what that means i don't um, know oh no doogie hauser was a patrick i was gonna say patrick kilty that's not right patrick stewart no come on any more patrick um Oh, I can't remember his name. He's St. Patrick? Yes, that's the one. No, he is in um, How I Met Your Mother. Oh, I can't remember his name. But anyway, someone will tell me. Um, And he was... Why am I telling you this story? He was a doctor. He was a junior doctor. And he would keep a diary at the end of every episode. And on a... I mean, it was so old-fashioned. On a big, clunky computer. The reason I'm telling you that is because I just keep notes on my iPhone. And when something happens that's quite funny like the other day or, or or pleases me so the other day i was in a restaurant and i opened this door and it opened just so beautifully it had just <laughs> enough space to go past it just sort of brushed the sink um as it opened and that made me really i was like oh that is pleasing something that's just so perfectly engineered um, i hope it was engineered it wasn't just fluke but it didn't, it just, well, honestly. It's lovely too. Yeah. So I write these things in my meh diary. So I encourage you all to create one. And I think you'll be surprised when you're feeling really rubbish, looking at those, you go, oh, yeah, that happened. And that was really that nice. That good feeling. Yeah. yeah. And it's similar to what you were saying about sounds, is that actually it's often the, it's often the feeling that they generate, not necessarily the sound itself and mm. the memory that they bring well, back. Well, and the overall experience, because that's, that's where, well, obviously sounds is a brilliant one. But that's where I think it's it's actually just the sensory experience, the experience as a whole. Um, I suppose we've got to the section now. You'll be pleased to hear. Well, we've the random that. finger of good news. I do one. Yeah, you do one. As in? Do, no, do your do the jingle. Yeah, cool. Go. Go. The random finger of good news. No poll shall be taken. So, do you want to go first? Well. Um, In fact, why don't you give me a paper as well? And I will both. Can you grab me one, please? Pass me a papier. Un papier? Un papier, merci. Who wants to go first? Are you going to go first? Yes, the whole I'm... point is you don't read it. Just... It's random good news. Yeah, okay, well, I'll go opened... first. Okay, Izzy, I'm going to go first because you're still reading. No, go. I've already found something. Yeah, but you didn't. Uh, excuse me. Do you want me did to talk I about... say stop? Oh, no. I just found something. Yeah, that's not how it works. <laughs> Let's explain the rules one more time. You flick through the paper, okay, well, I'm going to talk and then I say stop. Okay, I'm flicking wherever through the you paper. land, as long as it's not like last week. The boring one, yeah. Here Come we on, go. Let's go. Ready? Stop. Okay. Now I'm going around the page. Stop. Go. What did you fall on, Izzy? Oh, I fell on this one. I don't know why you pointed at it. It's not really good. Oh. <laughs> don't Boots give away the tricks of the trade. Eight year high. 
book sales. Oh, it's about the boy, the mole, the fox, and the oh, horse. That, which is a lovely, oh, lovely book. Oh, and the book. Thursday... Oh, so, yeah, I have not read that, but I have read the Thursday Murder Club a lot, and that, they're amazing. They're really funny. That's definitely... Please read us a quote from that, so I'd be interested. Because I actually... Did anybody watch The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse on Christmas? I did, actually. On Christmas? At Christmas? During Christmas. Really lovely during Christmas. It was really lovely. And the book, we highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll put a link to it on our Instagram. Anyway, yes. The whole point of this article is, according to an estimate, book... Print book sales, specifically print book, hit a whopping 202 million, which is over 5% more than 2019. That is quite impressive, given that when Kindles came out, everybody thought books were going to be yeah, I like that. a done thing. Probably half of them. And actually, right. a lot more bookshops. They were saying a lot more bookshops during lockdown actually opened as well, because people were had more time on their hands. Mm, yeah, they had more exposable, exposable income? Expandable. Expendable. Oh, wow, none of those words. Well, disposable um... income. <laughs> Expandable, exposable. One of those, yeah. <laughs> Um, right, it's my turn. So, Izzy, please say stop. What, are you going to cheat? No, I'm going to do it properly. So, so prepare right, yourselves. So I don't get to Gird be. your loins, my friends. Here we go. <laughs> say stop. You're not going through the That's pages. Hard. I get ink say. on my fingers. Go. Stop. I'm just making a noise. No, because I've got to choose a page now. You go, quickly. Go, choose. Say stop. Say, stop. No, I'm just using a page. Right, now I'll go around okay, it. Okay, right. So, stop. Okay. I landed on Lost Golden City found in Egypt. Another one. I always get the architectural <laughs> ones. I got the I got the thingy last time. Hollywood didn't I? The land. Hollywood land. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to read you the article. Archaeologists in Egypt have discovered a 3,000 year old golden city and one of the most important finds since the discovery of Tutankhamun's tomb. Is that a lovely word, Tutankhamun? It's not a word. It's a name, I suppose. Uh, Egyptologist Zahi Hawass, apologies if I mispronounce that, and his team discovered the ancient city known as Aten just weeks into a dig on the west bank of Luxor. Oh, this is quite dull. No, it's not. There are people who want to go to... All right, yeah. Near the Valley of the King. Many different districts have been identified so far, including an administrative district, a residential area, and even a bakery. Can I just say, the last one sounds really exciting. I like the bakery. I'm not so excited by the administrative district. Oh, or they know it's an administrative a, district anyway. They just found like typewriters. Oh, there we are. In Egypt, lots of typewriters, yeah. <laughs> lots of keyboards, printers, maybe a biro. Yeah. It's a bit like when um a bit like when archaeologists find a series of small walls. That's all they ever find. We found a series of small walls. In that one, that was the bathroom. How but do you know? How? Exactly. They just make it up. Where's the bath? The discovery of this incredibly well-preserved city will help archaeologists and historians understand more about the lives of ancient Egyptians during the most pr- prosperous period of the empire. Work continues at Aten, with archaeologists very hopeful that they'll discover untouched tombs filled with artefacts, treasures, and the secrets of the pharaohs. Mm-hmm. No, that is, I suppose that is... That, I mean, is that good? I suppose that is good news if you're interested in history and you're interested in that sort of thing. Well, it's new discoveries. Archaeology. And actually thinking about it, the stuff that we don't imagine is going to happen anymore nowadays are new discoveries. It's still happening. We think we've just... Yep, yep. Well, and actually, I, I'm kind of quite fascinated by this, actually. I'm fascinated by the idea of time travel and the idea that right now we think we know everything. Yeah. Everything that we have discovered and everything that we think is true of this world is totally flawlessly correct when in fact actually someone from the future would say no you've got it all wrong because just go back even a few years not even a you know 
not necessarily decades or hundreds of years, people go, oh, yeah, no, that's actually not quite right. We've actually discovered that this is a better We discovered the Earth is not flat. It is, in <laughs> fact, <laughs> round. That's a big one. Um, and I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to read an article that you refused to let me. No, not the oranges. <laughs> no, no, we're oranges. going. I touched on this a couple of weeks ago. And I, oh, I so hang on. Can I do the mermaids one then? Yes, maybe. So, I mean, we said this was the whole point of this podcast that we'd read good news. So, this is what you're getting, people. So, sit Kevin down. Kevin reading a paper. Strap in. Next. We are going to read you some good news stories. So, um, this this is a nice one. Happiness course students found to be more upbeat, which is promising because if they were really miserable. I'm imagining the course wouldn't be working so well. So I'm going to read you this. The Science of Happiness course at the University of Bristol, UK, was set up in 2018 as a response to an increase in mental health problems among students. New research indicates that simply taking part has had a positive impact on the students' mental well-being. So that is interesting. That goes, that, but that also goes back to what we were saying about just getting on and doing something like this podcast. We decided to do it and we're still doing it. You know, So just getting on and doing something can make you feel better. The 10-week course was based on a similar course at Yale University, USA. First-year students cover scientific studies in neuroscience and psychology alongside hands-on alongside hands-on tasks like talking to strangers. Don't do that if you're children. Uh, reflecting on experience and exercising. Sorry, Participants gain academic credits towards their degree while learning about scientifically proven methods of increasing happiness and fulfilment, as well as the impacts of positive and negative thoughts, actions, and experiences on the brain and immune system. The research published in the journal Health Psychology Open shows that students participating before and during the recent lockdown displayed significantly higher mental well-being and resilience than those who have not taken part. I think resilience was quite interesting. Throwing, we, we've done a couple of um, websites to do with resilience, mm-hmm. and um, maybe that's the topic. The idea we can that it's pick a on. gym. Yeah, you've got to train your brain mm-hmm. and train your well-being. So that's me. That's it. That's it for me. Um, I mean, as far as the news is concerned. I, I, I don't mean like that's me closing off on the podcast. Right, excellent. Over to me now. That's it. It's now is his podcast. I've sold yes. it to her. No, do you, do you have any? Well, I'm not sure. I think they should rename the journal. What journal? The Health Psychology Open. Is that what it's called? Yeah, you just read that out. Oh, did I? It's a rubbish title, isn't it? That is a rubbish title. Maybe it stands for something. Health Psychology Open. Maybe it's called Happy. Health and People Places... Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit weird, but uh, does spell happy. Just putting it out there. Um, yes, do you have anything yes. for us, Izzy? In, in yes, I do. Oh, I good. have Drowning Man Saved by Mermaid. Remember? Allegedly, the one that we were all so keen to listen to. And Allegedly, you didn't so you can read it. First, right, so please. I get to read it, and, and you don't stop, and you don't do any. I won't snoring. I won't yes, sorry. I drank a little bit too much coke. <laughs> Continue. Other drinks are available. <laughs> yeah, well, the wine isn't fizzy, is it? Um, so it can be. Anyway. Yes, it can be fizzy. It's True. called fizzy wine. <laughs> no, but wine that no, whatever. Yes, whatever. The one we're drinking is not fizzy. Right, read, read, read. So, drowning man, or men, in fact, saved by mermaids. On Santa Catalina Island near California, friends Josh and Pablo went on a dive when Pablo lost consciousness. No detail as to how he lost consciousness, but never mind. Um, Josh began. Those aren't their real names. <laughs> They're not. They've Pablo. made them up. That's not my friend Gene and Bert. <laughs> anyway, he Josh was shouting for help like a Disney movie. A movie. Movie, yeah. <laughs> and a group of mermaids arrived. The mermaids, who are called Eliana, L, and Chin. How do they know their oh, names? So I've left out the surnames. Not bothered to say them, but one of them was called Chinberger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chinburger. I tell you, this is a good That's what I see in the mirror every morning, a Chinburger. I've got a cake shelf and a Chinburger. No, it doesn't. It does. Show me. Oh, no, it does say Chinburger. Yeah, Chinburger. They made... How do they know that's their anyway, name? Did she introduce herself like that? Hi, I'm Chinburger. Anyway, we're actually a group of <laughs> diving instructors and advanced scuba divers who were hosting an open water session nearby the time, nearby at the time. The women perform aquatic shows and teach others how to safely swim with a monofin, meaning they're equipped with life-saving rescue skills. Uh, They'd never had to perform a real rescue. No, I've never had. I'm, re- I'm just, I'm trying to make the thing a little bit shorter. Oh, third person, sorry. Yeah, okay. Um, so for me, this instance solidified that our training is vital, said L, not Chinburger, who <laughs> performed mouth-to-mouth on Pablo before safely <laughs> pulling him so, to shore. So hold on. <laughs> pulling- a woman strapped on a fin... <laughs> Oh, and then saw an opportunity with two handsome men in the water, scantily clad. <laughs> One of them that she'd hit over the head earlier on 20 minutes before to make him unconscious, to then give him mouth-to-mouth without even asking him. I mean, I don't suppose you ask people if they want mouth-to-mouth, no, you do you? not when just... you're doing first aid. But as I, I imagine that. But imagine that. You're in the sea. You're just having a lovely <laughs> scuba dive. Suddenly you wake up and there's a woman dressed as a mermaid giving you mouth-to-mouth. Yeah. I mean, kind of ideal, I'd say. And her name's Chinburger. No, 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 it was Elle that actually did the mouth to mouth bit. Oh, good old Elle. <laughs> no, that's a good story. That's a, I like that See? story. I approve of that story. Oh, we finally got there. So, in summary, oh, good luck summarising this week's podcast. In summary, um, in conclusion, we, it does not say RSVP oh, why we just, the we just, of Liberty. It's, it's now like a loop. It's now like this horrible <laughs> cycle that you're all stuck in. You can't turn off and you have to listen. What helps you feel more hopeful about you, life, future? Mm, I find that actually your well, I find that my moons, moons, my moods can be controllable as in if I realise that I'm getting into a bad mood or if I realise that I'm getting sad or in any way if it's it's not going well then I can reverse that back and I think everyone has their own particular way of being able to reverse things Um, I find music is a classic one so for example if actually I know that I just need to cry then I'll actually maybe bring that on with sad music get it over and done with and do it I second Um, that or try and reverse it by changing your mindset to happy stuff. I mean, very so I, I, whenever I do exercise in the evening, obviously there's a little bit of a, oh, I'm a bit tired, do I really want to do it? So again, music will actually get me into the mood of, no, 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 I'm going to get revved up, I can do this, I can go off and do some exercise. So music like, useful for, sorry to interrupt, music useful for both ends of that spectrum. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I feel that music can actually quite easily control, I mean, this is why I, I love listening to different types of music. I don't necessarily listen to an awful lot of talking on non-car journeys because it's music that, keeps my attention on the road and alert. Yes, don't listen to us whilst you're driving. Or well, do quite a lot of people might, but for me it doesn't work. No. Um, I, but also yeah, you'd be listening to yourself. That would be a bit weird. Yeah, that would be a bit weird. Okay, so that's no, that's um, a good takeaway. So, so, so using I, music to boost or yeah. to, to make you sadder in order to sort of bring that on and get it over and done with. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, we're making it very simplistic. but Or using music to sort of boost you to do something or make you feel... A bit more cheery. Again, yeah. similar to sounds, those those songs can probably elicit a reaction and 
bring back memories of good old But then times. also use other ways in which you know you're going to... So for some people, it's watching a film that or a TV series <sighs> that they yeah, love. Yeah. That will just take them out of the present and into a place which they find very safe and fun and nice. Or, or some other people might find um, calling friends, trying to get in contact with friends. Yeah. Um, that can... This thing is not actually sort of saying... Uh, or thinking, because obviously a fair few of the articles say, well, look to see what you've got that you can look forward to. Mm. I don't think that's necessarily very good, because you've got to sort yourself out in that moment. You can't go, oh, I can't wait till next Tuesday or even like two months' time. That's too far away. Yeah. You need to to do something. No, I like that. So you're giving us some practical takeaways of what we can do, because you're right, sometimes these Mm. articles can be a bit existential, a bit ethereal, a bit sort of like too far. Uh, You know, I I can't grasp it. Mm. Whereas, you know, similarly to you, um, often if I'm feeling particularly down or sad, I will watch something sad. Often for me, that's This Is Us. If people have watched that amazing TV program, um, I often watch Philadelphia. Always makes me cry, that film. Um, Weirdly, weirdly, we watched it at Christmas. um, Muppet Christmas Carol always makes me feel both happy and (laughs) quite sad in equal measure but always leaves me feeling it, hopeful. Maybe really. it takes you on that emotional gym so that you sort of mm. feel like you've, you've worked out all those emotions through it. Oh, I like that, an emotional um, gym. Also, mm. someone was saying in a, um, I don't know, an article or something that I read, uh, how it's really interesting that people will watch the same sad film or emotional film, I guess, it doesn't necessarily have to be sadness, um, over and over again and still feel those emotions they were they were voicing the fact that it's kind of a little bit weird you know what's going to happen it's like for example even with like the titanic i actually when i first saw the titanic with a friend she was bawling by the time they got on a boat because she knew what, what was going to happen oh i see okay <laughs> i think we all knew what was going to happen well exactly that's the thing you did, there was no real Can you imagine if people went but, to titanic and didn't know what was going to happen yeah. where have they been apparently the sinking happened in real time as well so long oh really yeah what in the film in the film yes real time sinking anyway Gosh. uh Back to the uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, you just said it was quite interesting that we we can still we still go through exactly the same emotions even though we know exactly what's about to happen. And so, so, thank um, you. So, in summary, reasons to be hopeful. We haven't really given people reasons to be hopeful. We've given you how, ways to how... be hopeful and to maintain <laughs> a perspective that allows you to feel like you have something to look forward to. I suppose. I suppose you could say instead of reasons to be hopeful. Reasons to get out of bed. <laughs> no, reasons to um, uh, to overcome the bad stuff in order to be in a more hopeful mindset. Yeah, because asking somebody to always be hopeful, always be happy, always be content is massively yeah. unrealistic. There was, a, there was a card that I was sent once, which was, um, I don't want to be happy, I want to be euphoric. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Well, take that card back and burn it. <laughs> Oh, no. no. I mean, of course you want to be euphoric, but I mean, euphoric is going to happen about, Who's I don't know. That? Give me their uh, name. Uh, Tell, say their name on the podcast right now. For one-fifth of your lifetime, if you're lucky, you'll be euphoric. So, oh, in summary, I'm going to try and quickly summarize. It does not now. say RSPP. Oh, my God. <laughs> in summary, this podcast was really... <laughs> was uh, brought to you by... No, shush. In summary, this podcast was really ways to maintain happiness ways to uh, get yourself out of a rut of feeling quite down and quite mm-hmm. low, um, ways to um, express those feelings, whether they're sad or happy feelings, 
Um, and so I don't know that we've entirely touched on reasons to be hopeful, apart from saying go onto the internet and type in reasons yeah, to be hopeful. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> which, which Welcome was... to a 40-minute podcast where we tell you to type something That's into Google. That's about four seconds, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But, but there is a good website, which I might, you know, we might remember that. And What's that? No, I haven't remembered it yet, though. <laughs> if we remember it, we'll in put it on the internet. In two weeks' time, I might remember it, yeah. We're going to do <laughs> next week. We are going to do smells. We're going to do how they can elicit a reaction in us and well, and evoke memory. Evoke memory, really, actually, almost more so than sound. Weirdly. Yeah, we're definitely more so than sound. Yeah, and I, yeah. So we'll talk about more so we'll talk sound. about those. Please do tell people about our podcast. Oh, should we give a prize? The very first email. Yes, the very first email that isn't spam. The, we'll the prize get... will be a reply from Kevin. No, the reply. The the, the, the <laughs> a reply from me. The surprise will be the prize. Oh, which one is it? The surprise. The surprise prize. The pr- the surprise prize <laughs> will be something from my flat. Oh, that's uh, quite fun. A washing machine. <laughs> Can you imagine? A washing machine. So the first person oh, to send me an email will get a surprise prize from my apartment. Uh, and the email address is Izzy. Uh, hello at goodstuffpodcast.co.uk. You just don't know what you're going to win. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, follow us on all of those, all of the socials, and please uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are now on Amazon Music, and we're also on Spotify. We will soon be on Google Podcasts uh, and other places. So please do tell people about us and carry on listening or start listening if you haven't. That's all we have time for today. Share, rate, and review us and follow us on Instagram and TikTok, if you know what that is. Join us next time for more Good Stuff Chat. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you look hard enough, you'll always find the good stuff. (laughs) 